listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network, GarbageHillNetwork.com. Hey, this is Rob Crooks. You're listening to WitchPoliceRadioFM.com on your FM AM dial. I wonder how it would be when I died. What if he'd like to know that this breath now was the last one he was ever going to draw?
going with this for this guy and he was like um I was like everything is happening and he laughed he's like yeah you're referencing Bob Cole right and I'm like no referencing the muff boat well but you guys were referencing Sun Ra Sun Ra right yeah. so I was like no that's Sun that's a Sun Ra thing yeah He's like, oh, but like, and then he told me this quote of like one of his famous Bob Cole moments where Bob, like, is like in a playoff game or something. It just got so crazy. Bob Cole's just like, everything is happening. (laughs) That's awesome. And then so we started talking about it. And then like, apparently Bob Cole really likes jazz music. Oh, really? And used to like frequent like Toronto jazz clubs. He's 80 something now, right? Yeah. He's old, yeah. So we figured that I... We, he probably got that from Sun Ra too. <laughs> Bob Cole's part. That's crazy. But you, yeah, you wouldn't expect it. Like I would never have thought about what kind of music Bob Cole listens to because yeah. Bob Cole. That's cool. He's probably pretty cool. I'm sure he is. I'd hope so. I've seen a picture. I was on like I don't know somewhere on the internet. It was propaganda. Met him in the airport. Oh yeah. And they're posed with him, and they look so pumped. Yeah. <laughs> like, he probably has no clue who they are, but they're like you know just like yeah Bob yeah. Cole Bob Cole yeah, yeah, for sure because yeah, of National Treasure. Not like Don Cherry level, but close. It'd be weird. I don't know if I'd even want my picture with Don Cherry because he's like he's such a like a bigot. I, he, he's he's a bit, I love Don Cherry. Like I find him very entertaining. I, I'm gonna be sad when he dies. I'm actually gonna be sad. Like, it's, yeah. Well, I'm gonna be sad too, just because it means that like Coach's Corner is done. Yeah, and it means like the well, the March of Time keeps. Yeah, inexorable March of Time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like him though. I mean, he's a bigot for sure, but I like what he has to say about hockey. Because sometimes even when he's being a bigot, it's so out of touch and old, old manish that it's funny, because everyone's laughing at him rather than laughing at you know. Yeah. It's like Archie Bunker, right? He's like he's like the Archie Bunker of hockey. Yeah. He's the Archie Bunker of hockey. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. yeah. But he's yeah. very he's very obviously hockey smart and. Yeah, that's the thing too. Everyone yeah. complains about him and says, "Oh, he should be fired because of his attitudes on, like political stuff that has nothing to do with hockey." But then when you actually hear him talk about hockey, he's eighty what eighty two or something, and he. And the people who like him, I mean, you can just, like, when he starts going off on his, like, patriotic bullshit, it's, like, it's easy to just be like, okay, okay no, like, man, no man. one takes you seriously. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I actually, that's, that's still one of the few shows on TV, though, that I will stop what I'm doing. Like, if, if, if I'm watching hockey and I'm in the middle of doing something else while the game's on, <clears> I'll come back into the room and Coach's Corner's done, I stop. Yeah. 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 Even if I'm I making dinner or anything, it doesn't matter what it is, I stop and watch the five yeah. minutes of dance. Yeah, so. I don't know so much hockey, but uh, I will catch Coach's Corner when yeah. I get the chance. Yeah. yeah. It's just a thing that people do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, this is Wish Police Radio. We are here uh, with one of the original hosts of Wish Police Radio, Rob Crooks, who, uh, yeah, you also do music and other things. I do. And it's good to have you back on the show. Yeah, it's great to be back on this side of the mic. <laughs> well, it's not really any different, right? I mean, All right. It's, it's the same. It, it kind of is. I mean, we, you know, we ask you questions about your own stuff, but it's kind of the same deal. Because like, when we started this, we were just talking about music, really. Yeah. So... So yeah, what have you, I mean, what have you been up to, I mean, not since you stopped doing the show, because you've been on kind of sporadically here and there, right? But, I mean, you have a new EP, newish, fairly. Yeah, yeah, I put it out a while ago. I was, uh, I'm recording, I was recording, I've been recording a new album, like a full-length album, for, uh, it's, it's probably almost two years. Okay. And the reason it's been taking so long is because when we, I'm doing it in collaboration with Disintegration Records. And Disintegration has a pretty good track record for their releases and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the great person, right? Yeah. yeah. And so when we were decided to do it, we, we I think we all kind of naively thought that we'd be a shoe-in for funding. 
Okay. Um, for from Manitoba filming music and or whatever. Just because the label kind of had a bit of yeah, and like and... yeah, and it's not like I'm a nobody, and I've been, yeah, yeah. I've been yeah, around, yeah. and I've I've never gotten funding besides to with Magnum Ki. So uh, we applied, and they but originally they applied for like a level two, which is like a lot of money, and I was like, you guys are crazy. Like I didn't expect to get that, but they were like pretty confident. And then of course we got turned down for that, and then we're like, okay, well we'll go for the the next level down and then we got rejected again and then we okay. got rejected again and again and again was it for legitimate reasons or is it just like <clears throat> voted on how do they i don't know it's jury it's jury it's a jury process okay. so i mean i don't know the ins and outs that much i know i've heard a lot of criticism about it and uh but i don't think i'm the one to talk to about yeah, that yeah, it'd yeah. be great because i bet i could get some really interesting people in a round table discussion about it and it would be really right about what the issues they face trying to get in stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um you know like i was i played when, when we did that smoky tiger thing yeah. at uh at the handsome, handsome daughter yeah. like we were talking to him about how he's he's not able to get funding and it's like right. someone like that who has a cult following and he's been put out like a million albums over the past yeah. however many years right? yeah, yeah. And people know who he is and he's yeah, yeah. he's a you know i mean like a household, he's not a household name, but he's like a, I but he's like, figure in the music yeah. scene. He's been kind of around, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's so it's just it's just I mean they they're looking for different things. They're looking for you know a, like a, a good business plan, and they're right. looking for something that's commercially viable. Which you know you can argue that's not necessarily what arts funding should be about. Right, it should be about the work itself. Like right, but I think there's been this shift in music funding where it's not it's not really considered arts funding anymore. It's like they they almost look at it as like small business loans. Right. Because the business has changed so much, right? But anyways, so you also, didn't get you didn't get the funding. We didn't get the funding, so it took yeah. So we've been kind of like recording it slowly because I mean we're working with a professional, you know, engineer and producer, and it's like he needs to get paid. Yeah. So it's kind of just like, well, how are we going to pay him and, and stuff like this? And then, uh, you know, so we were just kind of work out a system where we would record the songs, then we'd release them um, as singles until. You know, everything got paid up, and then we could... Oh, they like use the money from the singles towards... Right, okay. and then we could release a re record when everything was all said and done, but uh, but we just, this last time, got accepted for funding, so... Oh, cool. So that kind of, hopefully, will accelerate things now. Awesome. Cool, that's yeah. awesome. How many... Uh, so you, you probably put out a couple EPs in that time, though, right? Because you had a few... Yeah, which was m more out of impatience than anything else. Is that you know? material that was going to be for that album, or is it yeah, just other... Yeah, those are songs that I decided not to put on the full-length okay. album but like it's from the same <coughs> recording process and stuff or, they, or were they totally separate no they, those are stuff all i did all by myself okay okay which is why they sound like it <laughs> yeah yeah okay so will they, do you have a do you have more of a timeline of when you, the album's actually going to go or is it still not really we're still in the recording stages like i'm going to be leaving in a month so it'll yeah. all be recorded by the end of this month and then i think we're still gonna in a sense do the um release the singles Okay. See how they do, um, and then just take it from there. I mean, we're kind of still forming a plan, and okay. I think everybody—it's it's nice to be on 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 the same page as everyone. I think everybody wants to do it right and not uh, not fuck it up like yeah, yeah, like so many releases have been in the past. So, so when you say we, do you mean you and the label, or do you actually work with other musicians on it? No, show? it's me and the label. Like it's me and, and Greg and Cam. Um, working together, meeting together, and, cool. and trying to figure it out. Okay. And then this most recent EP, 
what can you tell me about that? I mean, it, uh, I, I know, I, on your website you have a very long explanation, and I don't want to try and yeah repeat that because I'm going to mess it up. So I don't know if you want. I'm not asking you to like <laughs> repeat the whole thing, but like it, it, there's obviously a, something a theme behind it and like an idea behind. Yeah, it was just about uh, the concept of uh, life and being being uh, this kind of transcendentalism between like being and nothingness and how as as a being you're you're constantly reaching out into not the nothingness and like if you think about that as like time we're constantly moving forward into time and time and like the future doesn't exist yet but since we're constantly geared towards it and moving towards it we're kind of in a way transcending towards it okay i mean that's just a bunch of bullshit i just i just <laughs> i think i just wanted to to incorporate some some like the crazy things I, I read and think about into my music and kind of make it, yeah, you know, I, won't, I wanted to put them together more. So I just kind of wrote that. I mean, it's almost like a joke. I mean, but it's it's serious too. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. I think it relates to the songs. But that's not new for you, though. I mean, I feel like a lot of your albums have, I mean, based are based on some of the stuff you're reading and some of the stuff you're. So I mean, I guess everyone's yeah. albums are basically. I mean, you just tend to have. I mean, even something like Science is Magical when that came out on the Witch Police site when we finally put that out you had a, another like kind of essay length yeah. explanation of what that's yeah like, you think it's important to do that to let people know what the, the no. meaning is behind it no it's probably better <laughs> not to it's probably better not to explain anything and let them figure it out themselves because right. then they could interpret it the, right. any way they want to right um i just i like to write and i don't yeah. f- i don't find that i ha i don't write as much as i'd like to and so i think i'll have spurts of writing and i really like it and i get a lot out of it but okay. Well, let's say yeah, on your website, you occasionally have blog posts and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I tried to do it, like, for a while I was trying to do more, uh, m- like, more blog posts more often, but, uh, you know, it's like I don't always have something to write about. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to, and I think that's kind of the problem with blogs in general and the internet in general is people... Start forcing stuff. Yeah, yeah people just... It's barf yeah. content. People just write content. shit that's, yeah. who cares, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think that's... A struggle, we talk about those two EPs, and I think that's actually a struggle I'm having with my music right now, too, is yeah. that it's like, sometimes I just want to get shit out, and it's so easy to do that now with... With the internet. With the internet, yeah. so it's like, sometimes I put shit out, and I'm like, oh man, I should have just waited until my album is done, but it's yeah. like, I get frustrated because I feel like I've been doing this for so long, and I don't have as much music out as I've, nearly as much music out as music I've made, and it's yeah, just yeah, like... Yeah. Well, you want something to promote too, or you want like a reason to be doing the show. No, not that doing a show in itself is not a reason, but it, like it seems like I a need a reason to exist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Having the album is a reason. To be, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I like I like how you, I, I do like how you have explanations though. Um, whether I mean that I don't know if that affects my interpretation of the songs as a listener or not. Probably does because I'm thinking about what you wrote while mm. I'm listening to it. But it's cool. I mean, I don't see it very often. It's kind of like uh, it seems like something maybe that fits more with other kinds of art. Because you don't really see that. Even liner notes and stuff, where you don't see that too often. Every once in a while. And I was kind of, I'm actually kind of, I've thought about how I'm kind of jealous of artists in a sense too, because they can, you know, take, um, they can be reading some philosopher or writer or something and take one kind of concept and then build a whole show around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, like they'll have an an accompanying um, artist statement or whatever, right? Yeah. And I've, I, I actually was have been jealous of that type of stuff for a while. I don't know why. I just think it's interesting to to like just take just concentrate on one concept instead of like you know the whole yeah, yeah. and then just like build a show around that. So well, I guess you can still do that with music, but it's not as 
Well, I guess I just did, didn't I? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so if people haven't heard the show before, uh, the way it works is they press a button on a computer, it gives us a word. We all select songs that relate to the word any way we see fit. Uh, the word this week is drowsy. So, Rob, do you have anything you want to start with uh, to with the drowsy theme? <clears throat> sure. Um, I'm going to play a song that I've been playing nonstop okay. since I heard it. A friend of mine played it for me. It's by this guy, Drew Langlois. Right, and that's the guy whose name is vaguely related to the Royal Art Lodge or something, right? Yeah, and I think he was maybe, I have to confirm this, but I think he was maybe an alien hybrid. I think alien hybrid had a couple main guys and then a few floaters, right? Like, who were just kind of in and out. Yeah. In front of, I don't know. Yeah. It's all very... So like, so this guy's in a group now called uh, Bold Saber. Okay. And uh, a friend of mine showed me a performance that they did on this Chicago cable access TV show and uh, I really like the song okay it's called good times you and me cool let's check it out grab an arrow from the air before it hits your face put a muzzle on its snout Like if I could uh, travel back in time, I'd travel back to like 1994 Winnipeg. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it'd be cool. It'd be amazing. There's yeah. a lot of good shit going down in 94 in Winnipeg. Tons of good shit going yeah. down in Winnipeg. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Awesome. Great. Well, that was a good, uh, good connection to drowsy for sure. It sounded, sounded a little drowsy. Yeah. Was, was there more to it than that, or was it just no? no? That's good. That's good. It works. I'm drowsy, so, so there you go. So anything I pick works for the theme. Oh. So you can pick literally anything. So yeah. you just choose the songs you like. Yeah. <laughs> which is what the show started out. For the, the second song, we're just going to sit in silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like five minutes of silence. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, people who already haven't turned it off by now. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, press the buttons. So you're not going to be Winnipeg for much longer. I'm leaving for a short period of time. Are yeah. you coming back? Yeah. Okay. Are you uh, you're going to Ontario, right? I'm going to Ontario. Are you going to be doing any music while you're out there? Or? Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, going to be working on a couple projects while I'm out there but uh, like I'll be out there for school so that will be my main focus but um, my uh, like I'll be I won't be I won't have a job technically like I'll be working for my funding at school okay. Okay. but I won't have any friends because I don't make friends well right do you know anyone out there already like do you know no I have no idea no idea so I'm going to be spending a lot of my time probably drinking too much alcohol yeah 
and working on music. And hopefully playing some shows while I'm out there. Well, yeah, that's what kind of what I meant. Yeah. Have you been that way for shows before? Not just Toronto and Montreal. So I'd like to get out east further. Like, yeah, yeah. Like east coast kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. That'd be really cool. That'd be cool. Maritime sort of? Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'll take whatever I can get, really. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I don't yeah. know. I, it's not like I can just pick up a phone and be like, hey, let me play. And everyone's like, oh, for sure. Here's $500, you know? Well, you so try, I'll take, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I mean, do you know, I mean, do you know other artists out there and stuff? Like, are you... No. No, I do know a few. You must know a few, right? I do. I knew. I know some people. Like I can get. I can get a show in Montreal for sure, and I can get. I have connections in Toronto, but cool. That's about it, really. So I'm just kind of. But hopefully through disintegration and through uh, these singles that will be coming out throughout the fall, hopefully uh, we can put something together. Cool. Well, it's good that you're not going to be completely like stopping for a year or whatever. I mean, that would be yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I'd be very. I'd get very, very depressed if I did that. Cool. So are you gonna be so what so the album is being recorded before you leave though? Like it's gonna be all yes. in the bag before you? Well yeah, it'll 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 all be recorded. Like we're actually just fin we don't have very much to do. Like all the main vocals are recorded, we're just doing the backup vocals and then it'll be mixed and that's okay. it. That's okay. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I think we're already ready, I think, to release a couple couple of the songs, but we're just gonna wait until we have a plan in place. Okay. Sounds cool. good. Sounds good, yeah. And that'll be I mean that'll be for physical release too, I guess, when you get it done. The integration does the actual albums, right? The complete album, yeah. yeah, will be, and I think that's I think that's also uh, part of the deal you make when you get funding. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. You have to actually show a finished product. That's yeah, a finished product. you have yeah. to have. You can't just yeah. put it up on the internet and then pocket the two thousand dollars they give you or whatever. Right, because you could do that without their help, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, you could, could be the recording. Well, I mean, yeah, it is. For, it obviously is for like also other things. Like you get like a bit, little bit of money for promotion, and so there's like okay. a, there's like a budget for like getting your photo taken and stuff oh really <laughs> but it's mostly for like paying paying for the song and the studio time yeah right? which is the essentials right to get it, yeah, yeah. Get it made. that's cool i don't know i don't i don't even really know all the details but no i sorry to keep it's okay <laughs> what, what are you what are you a lawyer no what are you a cop no. <laughs> cop lawyer cop lawyer werewolf lawyer what's a werewolf cop movie Oh yeah, so yeah. Wolf, Wolf, Cop. Cop. Wolf Cop. Yeah. Yeah. I heard to make a sequel, wasn't it? So oh, I got yeah. about halfway through that, and uh, I realized that the main character's name is Lucaru. Yep. Which, which is, is French movie. for werewolf. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. my entire input for probably the rest of the show. <laughs> shut that down. <laughs> the soundtrack is really good too. The shooting guns. The soundtrack yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of great Canadian acts on that soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, right there. Such, yeah. I think they did the score though, right? Shooting guns. Oh okay. Basically. I haven't seen it, but I heard it's good. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with uh, what we're talking about, but um, I was going to ask you something, and then we got sidetracked by werewolves. So, that's, uh, Strikes again. Werewolves. I don't know what the connection was. It was, it was too... Uh, it was actually... Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know the question. <laughs> I, got, I got the question. Um, so, a lot of your... Not a lot of your stuff, but there you have done some music in the past that has been very uh, Winnipeg-centric, I guess? Yes. Like, I mean, that Downtown 09 EP. Oh, yeah. For example, right? That's pretty heavy Winnipeg stuff even some of the really older stuff uh, <coughs> like when you first started out and everything it's very locally focused and I, I always like music that's locally focused because I like to even if I'm not from that locality like I like to hear things that even if I don't get the reference it seems like a local thing yeah and like this is your first time I guess not living in Winnipeg right right so is that gonna I hope that just uh, do, you get, do you think like do you get some influence from your surroundings I guess is what I well I hope it makes I hope it, like, because, you know, sometimes when you can, like, stand outside of something. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. focus on it, like, 
sharpens more. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I help. Because you see hope. it, you see the whole thing rather than yeah. being part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I feel like maybe being a, surrounded by people who aren't from Winnipeg too will make me realize how how Winnipeg I actually am. Too. Right, right. It's like one thing I have noticed a few times is how much people from Winnipeg say fuck. All the time. Fucking right. All the time. And it's like sometimes I'll be around people like in other cities yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm saying fuck a lot. <laughs> a lot. And nobody yeah, else yeah, yeah. is like, should yeah. I just kind of chill on that? Yeah, I'm at the fucking grocery store. Yeah. I just can't stop. Yeah. yeah. And that fucking kid's staring at me. I find that when people yeah. use it here like, exactly. in weird ways too. It's not just to <clears throat> punctuate things, which is a lot, but yeah. it, at the end of sentences a lot. I feel like it's a super Winnipeg thing. Oh, yeah. Like if I hear someone, you know, you, you could be in any other city and someone says like, uh, I don't know, like, Gotta go to the store, fuck. <laughs> it's like that. It's Winnipeg. It's like, it's, yeah, it's like in Winnipeg, we have this, like, thing where we don't say A, we say fuck. We say fuck, yeah. People say A, too. But <laughs> a fuck? That, that is the thing. That's a thing, for sure. Yeah. 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 So your vocabulary is to change? Or, like, clean up? I hope not. Yeah. I hope I just, I just, like, sh- like, whittle out all the stuff that I've taken from TV and stuff and just make it even more concentrated Winnipeg dialect. Just pure, undoubted Winnipeg, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, that uh, Drew Langlois guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his brother Miles Langlois, that name sounds familiar too, is making this, has been making this show for a while called uh, Apollo Gauntlet. Okay. And, just, been... and it's going to, I think it's on the new, It's this fall it's been picked up by Adult Swim. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And uh, it's my favorite show. Like, the first three seasons are on YouTube. And he's East Winnipegger as well, still? Or? Yeah, they're, they're kind of these... I think and they, I think they moved to Brandon at one... Okay, like, wow. at one point... That just makes sense. Get even deeper, man. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so, this Apollo Gauntlet show is, like, kind of about this... Basically, this, like, Winnipeg, Manitoban hoser... Who gets sent back or sent to this other dimension to fight like demons and witches and stuff? Awesome. And it's That's great. It's so good because his jokes are so Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's I feel like in in a lot of ways it's a lot like you know the Trailer Park Boys was to Nova Scotia. You right. Because even though that's funny to everybody, it definitely has some stuff that you know you're it's kind of over your head, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think the Winnipeg? I mean, Winnipeg is a lot of things. What do you think the kind of Winnipeg art has a something to it, right? Whether even if it sounds, even if a, an album sounds completely different than another album or like a painting or a novel, but there's something, I don't know what it is about it. That yeah. like, what do you think it is? You would also... I think when it's like at its best, it's like... Because I try to figure it out all the time. It's very unpretentious, right? Right. Because there's, there's very little success here. Right, and people are kind of self-deprecating about that. Yeah. And, uh, so I find like when it's, Winnipeg art's done as its best, it doesn't mean it's not like because, I mean, if you look at, like, a Guy Madden film, for example, yeah. like, I don't really think of that stuff as, like, you, I could see someone being like, oh, that's so artsy or whatever. Right, which is like, not what you think of Winnipeg, really. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't know about that, because I think there is, like, this, I don't know, like, what is artsy even, but, like, there's this, there's... Well, someone could say you're artsy, right? I mean, because right. you got the artist statement in your website. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could be anything. Artsy is a gibberish word. It is. Yeah. But I just I feel like there's a lack of pretentiousness. Yeah, I think I think that when it's done well, but it's not always done well. No, but there's a vibe though. There's some kind of like I I've often heard people singing that I didn't, never heard of them before, and it's oh this guy's part from Winnipeg and then he's from Winnipeg or from Brandon mm-hmm. or something, right? Right. And movies, actors too. It's like I mean it's probably an accent thing maybe, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know who who knows. I don't know. It's probably what we should be doing on this show is figuring out what. That should be the goal of your show. Should be show. the goal of your show. What is, what is Winnipeg? What is Winnipeg art? What is Winnipeg? 
Yeah. You have to yeah. expand it, though. You have to talk to a lot more. More than just musicians and things like that. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that comes out, it does come up a lot, actually. Especially with whenever I talk to, um, we talk to, I talk to whoever's involved in the, in the episode. Anyone who does kind of roots, country, folk, blues kind of stuff, it always comes up because it really seems, I, mean, I know I've said this a million times on the show, and I apologize to anyone who's heard it me rant about it before, but I feel like that kind of stuff in Winnipeg always has this weird edge to it. That's, I mean, people, not all of it, but people want to hear country music in Winnipeg. They want to hear something dirty, like grimy kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily the case in like Calgary or, or I mean, it might be, but I, I don't know. I feel like Winnipeg has like, you can hear a country band and you know it's a local country band because it's some kind of like, it sounds like a punk band with cowboy hats. Or yeah. Something, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Some of them even have punks tattooed on their knuckles. Right. Yeah. Right. While they're mm-hmm. playing a fill or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. There, there seems to be like a lot of, uh, a lot of also like un like not like untrained kind of yeah, artists yeah for sure who just do a lot of work and a lot of art and I think part of that is maybe because if you're just some weird artist who who never went to school to make art or never went to you know never had banjo lessons but you're in a country band yeah. like it's a it's a cheap place to live and just and try to live the dream or whatever yeah or just to create like you know work some whatever the fuck job and and. Yeah play as much music or draw as many pictures or whatever the fuck you do as yeah. you want, right? That's fucking... Fucking... Fucking A-rights. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, let's go back to another drowsy song. Um, do you want to pick one? Sure. Yeah, yeah I, went, uh, I went with Keep It Simple Stupid. Uh, drowsy Sleep. Operation Ivy. Sleep Long, Sleep Well. Yeah. Way to go drowsy, yeah. 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 No, I'm a little drowsy, so I felt like I could have picked anything. 
Yeah. Yeah, and Rob's opening up the floodgates. <laughs> the floodgates of yeah. drowsiness, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. The floodgates of drowsiness. He's looking at me like falling asleep. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't I like know. how he's got tea and we've all lowered our voices quite a bit, so it feels like NPR. <laughs> <laughs> should, uh, yeah. You yeah. should be wearing a cardigan. Do you know what? I, um, I, I can't... I, should, I usually wear a cardigan, right? <laughs> but I, I can't do the NPR thing. Like, I was... Uh, okay, I did this, uh, this podcast episode in January with this guy, and um, he filmed it. Podisode. 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 Epicast. Yeah. <laughs> Epicast Epipod? with this guy. Anyway, he Epicast? films. This guy films everything he does, right? He uh, he plays in bands and he films little shows, whatever. So he had a camera set. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Put it up on YouTube, which is kind of cool to see me doing an interview. And there's one comment on the, on the YouTube video, and he says <laughs> something, something along the lines of, "Holy fuck, that guy talks way too fast." <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so I can't. I can't. I can't. I try so hard on these things. I listen back to myself. And realize I'm just blah, blah, blah. yeah. Can't, can't so why can't you wear cardigans? I can wear cardigans. I love cardigans. Oh, where did you get that Nirvana shirt at Forever Twenty One? I got it at Walmart. <laughs> it was in Walmart, and it was like seven bucks. Nice. So I was like, I, I legitimately like Nirvana. I, I can use a hoodie. Cool. I'll pay seven bucks. Like, you know, no shame. How many like how many like eleven uh, year olds have have you walked by wearing the same sweatshirt? I've walked by a lot of eleven <laughs> wearing the same sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was cheap, keeps me warm. I like the band, so. Cool. Not as many 11-year-olds as the Wu-Tang sweatshirt. Yeah. That's There's a of, lot of that out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I still get, like, people saying, making comments about it, which is weird. Yeah. Like, because I have a, you know, it's falling apart now, that hoodie I have, and people will still be like, yeah, Wu-Tang, man, awesome. And it's like, it's strange. I had a conversation once with a friend about uh, tattoos and stuff and how it's weird that people get um, band tattoos. Cause it's like we're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause we're talking about like um, black flag, for example. It's like there's Everybody's a lot of black, black flag yeah. tattoos out there. But then that guy. There's a Greg, documentary and a book about that too, actually. And then like, what was it Greg Ginn? Yeah. He like. Wrote that terrible album. No, he wasn't he like neglecting his daughter or something. Oh really? I don't know about that. Yeah, like it, it was a huge scandal that came out a couple of years ago. Like that he's a scumbag or something. Yeah, and so it's like. You know, if you have a tattoo of a band, it's like, do you stand by everything they say? Yeah, and yeah. Stuff? And so, like, the reason I bring that up is because I was wearing um, a Bad Brain shirt out the other day. I wear my Bad Brains hat out often, and I wonder what's going to happen when somebody approaches me about some of their views. Exactly. It's happened to me. Just their music, exactly. Right? It's happened to me And so, I actually went, and this was a couple days after uh, Miami. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't even thinking about it. And honestly, I don't even like to wear band shirts out because I, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. And yeah, I don't yeah. want to be like, I just, I don't want anything on my t-shirt. I just want to be a person. Leave you alone, yeah. 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 And so, and I don't want to be advertising for anybody. Right. So I was just like, but whatever, it's like laundry day or something. So I was wearing it and I went to uh, the University of Winnipeg to meet with a friend. Yeah. And he's like, an, he's an older guy. He's older than all of us. And he was like, he's like, you can't wear that. Yeah. You can't wear that here. And he was like, he was, he was a little bit harsh. He was kind of joking, but he's okay. like, but he's like, he sat me down and told me like a couple actually stories that I didn't know. Yeah. I, I've heard a lot of, sorry, go, go on a little bit. Yeah. So, so anyways, he, and, and he, it's also funny cause he's, he's involved with CKUW and I had, had pledged 
on their last pledge drive and I was owed a t-shirt. So it's okay. like, he went, he went, he's like, I'm going to get you that t-shirt. <laughs> but then I was just like, you know what, fuck it. Like, and like, I have a public enemy shirt that I wear yeah. sometimes and I love public enemy, but you know, some of their, they're, they've well, that had, whole, they've, Griffin's in it, right? With the anti-Semitic stuff and everything. Yeah. Like and, and also they do have a line on uh, fear of a black planet, which is very homophobic. Yeah. And it's like, you don't, I don't stand by that. You know, no. sure. I love public enemy's music, but you know, so I'm just avoiding all band T-shirts yeah. from now on. Well, it's hard with Bad Brains too because like they're so good. Yeah, absolutely. and it's, it's it's rough, especially when you because I mean like when I started listening to them, I didn't know about that stuff either. Yeah, and I found out about years later after I already had like tons of their albums and like yeah. had the hoodies and shirts or whatever, and I'm like I talk telling everyone how much I love Bad Brains and it's like oh shit. Yeah. But then you read like that the bass player has since like publicly said they were stupid and young and it was the eighties and they had, like. Like apologize for all the stuff they said. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, but I mean, it's like I'm not gonna like have, I'm not gonna, you know. So are you not gonna wear the shirt? Anymore? Yeah, I'm not going to. Not going to. I'm around the house, maybe. Okay. I just like it because it, it, it I didn't even like wearing it in the like because of the whole band thing. You know, yeah, like and it was just yeah. like you know it's like I can't and I'm not gonna go look up everything they've ever said in every interview to like be like well actually they said this right so. right. Right, I mean, you could do that, like, I just did <laughs> seconds ago. You could do that to, like, have, a, have an answer to people who mentioned it, but why do I even bother, right? Like, yeah. why, why invite that on yourself kind of thing? Yeah, and I'm, not, and, that's, and, and I'm not saying that someone needs to be worried about offending people all the time and walking yeah. on eggshells all the time, but it's like, yeah. I don't care about enough to to really put it out there and, like, wave that flag, you know? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Well, that's a good point about the tattoos, too, because I've, I've often thought that when I ever see someone with a band tattoo... I mean, Black Flag is a really good example. Not because of what you were saying. I didn't know that about Greg Ginn. Maybe I didn't. I forgot about it. Look it up. I mean, my facts maybe aren't all right, but something fucked up. Yeah, but even if that was what it is, like, for me, it's like they released a terrible, terrible album, like, many years after the band had broken up. And that's always a danger, too. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, you love some band, and then they just do something horrible. Or they have a lineup change, or they, like, or one of the guys turns out to be some kind of, like, Nazi or something. Or, yeah, whatever. Very much sending doing things that he says he doesn't stand yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, think of someone specific. Yeah, 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 you find out someone 15 years after you started listening that they're a scumbag or something, right? Like, yeah. And then you have that on your head or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, do you have, like, any regrets about your band tattoos? I just have Alcon Trio tattoos. Right, you have a few of them, right? Yeah, but I mean, they're... You have um, what tattoos? Alcon Trio tattoos. Three yeah. of them. Alkaline Trio? Yeah. Oh, Alkaline Trio. Yeah. You just have to go in jail? Yeah, you gotta mumble it. Yeah. I'm sleepy as shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> but what would, okay, what would, what, at what point would you want to remove or cover up an alkaline tree or tattoo? What would they have to do? I don't know. That's, I mean. Or is it like I liked them when I was got the tattoo? Yeah, so why, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, there's limits, right? I mean, if it came out that they were all. I don't know. I don't know where to fucking go with this, but. Yeah, because you, know. you don't want to start like, yeah. if these guys... <laughs> yeah, you don't have a checklist, yeah. yeah. There, is, there is a point, though, I suppose, where you'd be like, yeah, that was a shitty... Well, <laughs> they weren't the best decisions, but right. they're there, so, yeah. yeah. That's a weird... That's interesting, though. Because, I mean, like, the Wu-Tang thing, right? Like, I think that... That's a good one, too, yeah. Because, you know, Wu-Tang has some unbelievable stuff, but they also have some bad records, like... Yeah. And they also say a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I, I wouldn't necessarily stand by even though I'm wearing the shirt. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, um, this is kind of nerdy, but one of the uh, philosophers that I really like is, um, well, you have to say like with a grain of salt or whatever, because he was like in the Nazi party. Right. And so like that's a really 
fucked up thing and like yeah. you can't separate that from his work no but there's always gonna be a texture right? yeah and a lot of people you know a lot of people have denounced him and said well, you shouldn't read this guy fuck this guy like yeah. throw his books away or whatever um a lot of people say well no we should think through this stuff and that's kind of where, where i'm at with it but yeah it's like i'm not gonna be like wearing his face on his shirt yeah exactly yeah. right yeah. we're just like saying how everyone should read him and how yeah. he's the best you know like yeah. you know, he's a fucking dick well, a, a perfect example of what that is Buju Benton. Right. Like, like, I mean, like, I have a lot of his records, and I started listening when I was 14 or 15. I don't know. I didn't know Boom Boom Bye Bye. Yeah. And then, like, that song is horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and then the rest of the albums, though, you could, you, I actually, I, I went to the, because uh, he's in jail right now for reasons unrelated to his, the, the stuff that defends people. But, um. Was it like cocaine traffic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like a clean load of cocaine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently he was framed, but whatever. <laughs> but like, uh. Of course I, he was. Yeah, of course he was. But I went to the, uh. By those, no, no, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to some like free Buju website, right? Like they have all these people. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, you know, he's, he make, he's made some good music over the years. I want to see him get out of jail. So the law right? shouldn't apply to him? No, 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 nothing at all. <laughs> no, he, he probably deserved to be in jail for if, if what he's, they said he did is true and they got convicted twice for it so he probably happened but <laughs> um, the free Buju websites and you see the comments and I kind of think of him as he did this one really offensive homophobic song when he was 18 or 16 and now he's like 40 something and the vast majority of his other music has been really positive and really socially conscious and all this stuff right mm-hmm. he's got songs about single mothers and like his anti-racist and all, all this shit right. and then so my impression of him has always been like oh well this was some dumb thing he did was a kid he's in a third world right. country which is very religious and that's kind of like the prevailing attitude at the time in the 80s. Any, you know what I mean? Like, anyway. Yeah. And so this is a dumb mistake, and he shouldn't be vilified for it. But then you go to these websites, and every single comment on there is someone saying things way worse than that song even had. Right. Like, about how he's in jail because of this conspiracy, and it's just, like, super, super hateful stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like, wow, the fan base is not what I thought of. You know? Like, right. It's not so, all these righteous people. It's all these righteous people, and, like, you know, this guy made one mistake back in the day and like you shouldn't be well that's another that's another good point too though is like at what point do you uh, forgive somebody for a mistake they've made too like yeah cause I mean that can happen in uh yeah in all sorts of arenas like what do you think the public perception of is I mean people don't really talk about Buju no cause he's been in jail for however long now and he's gonna be in jail for another few years anyway right? but do you think he's rem- remembered for that song more than I think he's 100% remembered for that song if you go to his uh if you look up Buju on YouTube yeah. That song is going to be the one with like 20 million views or whatever. Right. And everything else is just kind of... But I mean, like, what do you think when you think of him? Is that one of the first things that comes up? As someone who doesn't really listen to, you know? Uh, yeah, no. I don't know. Really. I don't really know what comes up when I think about him. Like that Buju CD you lent me in high school? Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah, right. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird that whole separating artists from art thing and... It can be frustrating because you want to defend what you like, right? Right. How many shitty records do you allow somebody before you start saying, wow, you know what, now those things that they did in the past were pretty shitty? Is there a limit? Is there a number? I, I, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, no, five? No, 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 five. <laughs> I say five shitty records and yeah. then it's... But then the other thing too is like, so you get, if you get a tattoo of some band, what if they just put out a bunch of bad albums? What if they just get bad? Yeah. Well, obviously you like them enough when they were putting out stuff that you enjoyed to get them tattooed. Right. And then you can always hold on to the old punk rock cliche that I, I only like their old stuff. Mm-hmm. Makes you cooler. Does it? Just to say that anyway. Yeah, just, I don't like the just old stuff. say it about everything. I feel awful saying that, though. I do say that sometimes. Yeah. Because it, like when it's true. Yeah. And I feel like a complete scumbag. Like a, 
like I feel like I'm being some kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what you call it, but there are a few artists where I actually like their newer stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, there are a few, but I don't know. This is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah let's. Why don't we play a song? Play a song, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll I'll pick something, I guess. Um, I uh, had a bunch of ideas, and mostly were related, revolved around sleep, because drowsy, you know, it's an obvious kind of connection. And I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, well, okay, so the first thing I thought of was "Slumber" by Bad Religion, which you know, slumber sleep. But we just listened to a punk song, so yeah, that's I'm true. gonna not do that um, to try and change it up a bit. So then I thought of uh, "Good Night Irene" by Lead Belly, mm-hmm. and then that kind of led me down a path of listening to a bunch of Lead Belly stuff. And then I thought of Where Did You Sleep Last Night? And I like that song too. And like In the Pines, right? Or his version of In the Pines. And I like that song too. And obviously the uh, the most famous version of that is the Nirvana version from Unplugged. I don't listen to that. But that kind of led me on another weird, like, you know, rabbit hole thing to a version of that song that um, Mark Lanigan did from The Screaming Trees. He did it like in 92. He did a version of that song. I think Kurt Cobain played like backup guitar on it or something. So he was involved. And if you listen to that version, it is very clear where Nirvana got their cover from. Like, I'd always assumed, before I knew about this one, that the unplugged Nirvana version of the song was, like, this kind of original take on it that they had just done for that show. And it always really, I always really loved it because it ends off the show, and, you know, he's dead shortly after that, and it's, like, kind of the really emotional bit at the end. And it's really just their version of a Mark Lanigan version mm. of a Lead Belly song. So let's listen to the Mark Lanigan version of Where Did You Sleep Last Night?
All right, back. That was the Mark Lanigan version of uh, Where'd You Sleep Last Night or In the Pines or whatever. It's a bunch of different titles for that song, but Lead Belly, I got to it thinking Goodnight Irene and then thinking, oh yeah, Lead Belly, let's listen to this and this and this, and this has Sleep in the title too, which goes with Drowsy. And I don't know, I like that song. That was like their direct I, I predecessor to the Nirvana thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. How yeah. do you feel about yeah. that? As soon as I feel started. a little bit betrayed, you know what I mean? Like, not think- on purpose. Not that they tried to trick anybody, but like. I you know I didn't listen to this until many years after the fact and it's kind of like how do you think he feels about it Mark Lanigan yeah I don't know because I mean actually they all good... still liked him right like he was he, he like Kurt Cobain was like liked by his Seattle peers right I assume so I except for Eddie Vedder they don't like each other apparently even no one really likes Pearl Jam right right except so, for those Pearl Jam fans well, I like I like Pearl Jam, but yeah, yeah. But wasn't like every time you see like documentaries and stuff, it always yeah, seems it seems like, like they yeah. Everyone has good things to say, but well, I think he actually played on this recording too. Yeah, but what is weird about it is like when they did those Meat Puppets covers on the Unplugged album, they, they had the Meat Puppets, Puppets out. there. Yeah, right. So it's weird that I guess this is a cover of a cover. Maybe that's why they didn't. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. This is like doesn't it sound exactly like the yeah. It's weird. Did you see the those Curtin Courtney movies? That movie, the one like the conspiracy one. I don't know. The one with all the home video. Oh, the one that came out by Montage of Heck? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's the only one I saw. It was uh, interesting. I don't know, I think at this point there's been so much, everything you can say about that guy has been... Yeah. I mean... It's been done to death. Yeah. We get it. Yeah, it's 20, 22 years or something since that, like... Yeah. You still sleep, but you, like we said earlier, you still see kids wearing Nirvana shit, eh? I'm wearing it right now, yeah. right? But... But you see new kids wearing. You see like young kids yeah, wearing. Like yeah, young yeah, kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's weird that it's classic rock now, though. You turn on radio and it's that's... weird that classic rock is classic rock now because it's all just shit we listen to. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mixed in with with eighties and shit my dad listened to. Right, yeah. right. This guy, Tubac, is the biggest still to this day. The biggest one thing ever. Like kids love. <laughs> kids love. They love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I like how you just had a picture of Tupac on your well, phone, ready to go. Work. Oh, really? Some okay. kid painted that at okay. work. Yeah, yeah. That that guy has a weird like conspiracy stuff too. Like he's still alive and stuff. And people actually, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Because remember, the, do you remember the Seven Days here? Yeah, because of the Machiavelli thing, or whatever. This 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 young woman I work with, she's like nineteen or something, yeah. and she was like, "There's all these." She's like, "I think Tupac's still alive." She's like, "There's a cat." What's up, yeah. buddy? <laughs> He thinks Tupac's still alive. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> he knows all about He's it. He's got some inside knowledge. Never yeah. even know. Um, yeah, but she was like, "Yeah, they're like, there's this like seven day thing." It was like the seven day theory. She yeah. was like, "Yeah, was like Machiavelli. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know all about it." Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was funny because I hadn't thought about that since I was sixteen. Probably. Right. right. <laughs> and it's weird. The sixteen year olds now are are still, are thinking, still yeah, thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they wouldn't even have been alive when he was making records. No. Well, he still is. Everybody knows so many that. records. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad for that guy. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's murdered. He's murdered. That's not why I feel. Like I do feel bad for that, but just because of the way his like legacy has been, you know, they release every little bit of recordings they could possibly find of his. Like, but it's yeah, but I it's, mean, he's the, still he's still like a bigger. Like his legacy is pretty intact, though. It's not like it's ruining it, right? But it's they released a ton of crap that he didn't want. He probably wouldn't have wanted to release if he was. Like, I don't know if I like the idea of just dredging up every single possible recording. I mean, obviously there's a market for it. Like, I've done that with Bob Marley when I was younger, too. I would find every single possible demo and stuff. And like, and then you realize, why, why am I doing this? Like, yeah. why not listen to stuff that actually was meant to be released? Cause that's the... Yeah. I guess there's some value to some stuff. Like, it'd be cool to hear, like, a, 
you know, Bob Marley just like demo in his, you know, like in his bedroom. And that is that that exists. Like that's cool. It's, it's cool, but it's kind of also, it's not really essential. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I, I I just feel like Tupac had more posthumous releases than actual releases, like way more. No. Sure. Look at his, look him up on Wikipedia or something in the discography. I might be completely wrong here, but I feel like I've seen more albums in stores and stuff that are Tupac the after the way. fact yeah. than... Because how many albums did he actually have? Like four? Uh, in his lifetime? He's got the first one, Strictly. Yeah. He's got... Me Against the World. Is that... Yeah. And then he's got... Um, All Eyes on Me. Does the Machiavelli one count? Yeah, was he alive when that came out? I don't think so. I don't know. What about like the Thug Life? Is that a compilation though? No, that was like a group, but okay. he was on it. Um, I don't know. I don't know either. I think he might have more. Like, like I think what he, albums came out after he died, though? Oh, they had a lot of. They have a lot of albums where it'd be like some younger guy who had never worked with him. Like Eminem produced an album with his stuff, and it was all. I remember getting a review copy in like two thousand and two or something. It was horrible. Oh, two apocalypse now. Right. That was. But that was when he was alive, or what? Yeah. Yeah. That was the first one. Yeah, so five albums while he was alive. Okay. And, okay, Are You Still Down, right? Then <laughs> five after he died. Plus all the live albums and, like, greatest hits and then, like, remixes and stuff that they released. Well, we're just getting into the... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compilations yeah. best albums seems to be, like... New Mix Classics. New Mix Classics Volume 2. Like, is that any good, though? Uh, I imagine it's amazing. <laughs> do they, do they, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think about that. I feel. I feel bad. Like I feel bad for him because like, there's no. There's no way all that stuff meant to be was meant to be released or even close to being meant to be released. Right? It's just like someone found a tape of him just. But some of it's cool. Like for example, there's that one really famous freestyle of him and uh, Notorious B.I.G. like rapping together on right. stage and like. Well, that, that's a cool thing to have just because the cultural, like the historical sort of. Yeah, and it's also just cool to listen to because there's two guys just rapping really raw. Right, and it's, right. It's cool. Like I, I like, like I see what you're saying, and most of the time it's just like a ch- chance for whoever owns the, you know, the recordings to make money off of it to just milk just, it for everything. That's yeah, there, and yeah. that's yeah. you know that's shitty, but like sometimes. And you're right, most of it is probably garbage, but, like, I like having access to that raw shit. Yeah. And there is some, some cases where that stuff is really good from yeah. some people, and it's just like, wow, this is, I wish they yeah, like, do you Yeah, like, do you know, like, his, like, because you know how, like, when Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen, yeah. it was just, like, his four-track demo. It's like in his bedroom or something. Yeah, and they're like, we should just release this as an album. But, like, that, those original demos included songs that came out later, too. Right. Like, Born in the USA, for example. Right, and yeah, they released that not too long ago, right? There was, like, a... I don't know. Did they? I don't really follow Bruce Springsteen. Because they released... that closely, but... Maybe it wasn't I that, would, but... I would like to hear that. Because I know they released the uh, demos from Darkness of the Edge of Town. Hmm. And those were, like, radically different. Right. Which is really cool. But that's the guy who's still alive, though. So he still has the tapes, and he's choosing... Did he make it release, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, it almost it almost might be cooler for someone like me, too, who's, like, just, like, a casual Bruce Springsteen fan. Right. Because, like, some, I find, like, a lot of the problems I have with Bruce Springsteen music is it's overproduced. That's what I don't like about Born in the USA. I love the songs, but I don't like the record. Yeah. Because the keyboard that's, drowns everything out. And, like, it, yeah. yeah, that's a good example. I like that album a lot, but, like, I get I get what you're saying. Um, but, like, a lot of, like, his E Street Band stuff, where it's just so many, like... Yeah, there's like a 17-minute sax solo. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off, right? Yeah. 
But uh, to hear those songs just stripped down would be, yeah, would be for interesting sure. for me. And, and I wouldn't take it away from me because I wouldn't already know these songs yeah. in their album form. So. A, good, a good example of this is, um, like, I mean, Johnny Cash, when he died, he was already doing those kind of stripped down albums as, like, his actual albums, right? Mm-hmm. And they put out three or four after he died, which are all still really good because they were being worked on. Well, it, was, it wasn't like just like some tape they found. But then a couple of years ago when I have this, they put out an album that he'd recorded in the 80s and because his stock kind of went way down in the 80s and people weren't interested in that kind of country, it got shelved and then they remastered it or whatever and released it and it's an actual finished album. And it's good, but it's weird in context now because you're expecting, oh, I'm going to release Johnny Cash stuff. It's going to be old man Johnny Cash like, you know, with a very, very spare guitar thing and that's kind of what I want to hear. And this is this weird polished '80s country album, mm. and the songs are really good. Yeah, but it's it's strange. Yeah, like I don't know. And I mean, he probably did want that to be released because he recorded, you know. So yeah, I don't know. But who decides that? Like in that case, it was his son pulling out the record and be like, "Hey, I found this." Right, it's, I need some money. But like, yeah, if something happens to you and you have all these weird tapes lying around, like I wish I could take back some of the albums I put out myself. Right, which is I think a lot of people feel that way, right? Like, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Or, do you uh, wish you could take them back or do you wish you could just redo them? Some some I wish I could redo and some I wish I had never released. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Do you, I mean, do you get specific about it? What, what, um, what, what, what do you feel like when you listen to it? Like, what is it? Is it just, like, embarrassing or? Like, no, it's just like it's unfinished or it's like it's not, you know, some songs I liked and then I was like, I'm going to record this and put this out. And then, yeah. It's like you get so far deep into it and you're like questioning yourself, but then you're like, well, I put all this work into it already. I'm just questioning myself because I question myself about everything. And right. And it's like, and then, oh. yeah, and then like you don't feel like promoting it because it's like, you're not even that happy with it. Right. You don't want to put it out to put it out, which is kind of what you were yeah. talking about earlier. And right? I think, yeah, like I think from my point of view, like I'd like what you were saying originally, like you should just wait till you have something that's really worth putting out there. And yeah. Because not just because you make music doesn't mean everything you make is right, and that's what I was, that's the thing with the Tupac stuff, right? It's like yeah, you made just because you recorded. Like Tupac it. is a prophet, right? Would you want to hear everything Jesus Christ ever had to say? No, it was good. a demo. Yeah, <laughs> if it was a demo, it was a demo. You don't want to hear his like, early drafts of his like speech on the hill or whatever the fuck. It might be good. Maybe better. <laughs> Maybe better. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, you, like, kind of ties into what you you do have a lot of stuff that you record. I mean, you have tons of stuff for Horizon to put out, right? Yeah. So true. what do you... Is that ever... Did you ever think about maybe I should release maybe I should rework the material? Or is it just kind of this is... If there's, like, song... There has been in the past... Because you made a lot of tapes that just, like, that you've kept for yourself, right? That have, have never... Yeah. ...gone out. Do you ever revisit that and think, like, hey, I, I should... Um... Do something with this? Or is it just kind of like, no, this happened then, this is done... Very seldomly will will there be something that I'll be like, oh, this could be reworked. Right. Like if there's sometimes like there'll be a song that's I, I just think is really well written. Right. And it should just be. Just put it. You wish it was out. There, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Like I I remember this one time I made this out like my uh, back when I was living at home. So this was a long time ago. Yeah. And I was just um, uh, my parents were out of town for the weekend, so I was like I brought my digital 8-track into the living room and all my yeah. instruments that I had access to or whatever and I made a record in a weekend just yeah. for fun and I didn't have any plans for it other than that and I think this because this was back when I was like sh- more strictly just rapping and yeah, I yeah. wanted to make a rock album so I made like this kind of 
was listening to like a lot of TV on the radio type stuff. Okay. So, yeah. so I made this whole record kind of inspired by that kind of sound, like a lot of like drum machines and a little bit of electronics with like guitar and distorted bass and stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, so then I was just like, I made it for fun and whatever. I showed a few, few of my friends or whatever. And um, like one of those songs, I'm actually recording for my new album. Oh, cool! So it did survive like because I just thought that one song was written really well. Cool. So cool. Um, now I'm uh, yeah, like redoing it and it'll come out. But that's very rare. Yeah. Because I, I think that I'm glad I don't play in bands anymore because I would be the complete opposite where I'd want to release absolutely everything. Yeah. Which is not surprising to anyone who's seen the Witch Police site. <laughs> yeah. Because it's kind of like, oh, here's weird artifacts, throw it out. Like, but I, I kind of admire that to a certain point too, though. It's like, and I think sometimes with some of my releases that I put out quickly that was under that mindset. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like Death Grips, for example, who's yeah. a group I really admire, I really like. I like the music, I don't like the vocals. I like both. But they have... Um, like one studio album maybe right and it's just a bunch of random internet releases or yeah. yeah and like some like it all varies in like sound quality yeah but yeah. for me it's like anytime I can get my hands on something I'm like I'm dead, I want to listen to you it you want to check it out yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure so um, yeah I don't know it's hard to say I think I don't know because I, I often wondered about that with your stuff because you, I, I would know, you know, like having known you for a long time, I would know you were working on stuff and then it would just kind of, you wouldn't hear about it again. And yeah. then you put up something that was completely different than, than what I thought you were yeah. doing. A lot so. of it too is like access to like uh, um, resources. You right, know, it's like, right, right, yeah, yeah. It's, now it's, we've known each other for a long time and it's getting easier and easier to put up music every day. Yeah. But it, it wasn't always. And you know, and it's like, and just well, had, when you started, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> right. And, like, so, you know, back when, like, we were doing foul tone stuff, I could be working on my own stuff all day in my room. Yeah. Waiting around for us to do, like, a so-called official release, right? Right. And then I would be putting all my energy into that. And then, um, you know, we, we see how well that turned out. But, you know, like, it's just, uh, like, I think a lot of this stuff, if I had, had you know, went further to figure out how to do it on my own or something or had, you know, better computers when I was yeah. that age then I would have released it, but it's just, you know, there was a certain time that if you didn't have money and you didn't have someone helping you, you were kind of... You were making crappy tapes in your bedroom and it yeah. was just, yeah, no matter how good the music was, it wasn't... Pretty, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. You're not fucking Daniel Johnson, no one gives a shit. Right, right. Although a lot of people think... That's the problem with the internet now, though. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're Daniel Johnson. They think that hey, I just press record on a phone and now Daniel I don't know. Johnson is not even Daniel Johnson, you know, like he doesn't even know who Daniel Johnson is. <laughs> <laughs> but I just mean like people fucking put that guy so high up on a pedestal. And it's just because Kurt Cobain wore a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. And he and he did some. He did some cool stuff. He did do some cool stuff, but like he's a great example of like over yeah. releasing stuff. It's like yeah, he's like three hundred albums or whatever, right? Like and it's like oh, like maybe one song on, yeah. like, each album is worth listening to. Yeah. You could have made one amazing album over all those years. Yeah. 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 But it's a story, right, too? And, uh, and I, don't think that, I don't think that guy can control his releases either. I think he just... He's the kind of guy who just needs to do yeah. it. But Which know. is fine, too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting, weird tangent, but... Yeah, like, I, yeah I, I kind of... <laughs> Like, if I, I, I mean, the multiple example is not that I don't want to talk about the multiple too much because I don't like talking about my own 
band on the show, but um, like those albums were definitely rushed out, and the third one, which I think is the best as far as the music is, it sounds the worst. Because yeah. I mixed it, I have no idea how to mix anything, but I, was, I had some free time. It's like, I'm going to do this and mm-hmm. get it on, like, you know. I think I remember after we put it out, you were one of the first people who said, yeah, the drums sound poorly recorded, and I was like, oh, I guess, I, <laughs> I guess yeah. that's true, right? But so if we had spent more time, that album probably would have been amazing, yeah. but didn't. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, kind of hard to... It's a, yeah, it's like a patience thing, you know, you worked on something so hard for so long, and you're just like, oh, I want to put it out. Yeah. yeah. But you got to have discipline. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, you obviously, you waited so long on this disintegration one. It wasn't really my choice, though. Right. But it's only that's good, though. It's Cause great. Because then, then it'll, like, you're forced to spending more time on or I don't know. I wish I hadn't released anything since I started working on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so you've done, what, like, three EPs since then or something? Two? Probably. Yeah. Something. I don't is Marathon of Dope still going to be a thing that you use oh. as like a when you have like LEPs that kind of yeah, yeah and I also want to stop giving away music for free yeah because um, I think the, the uh, whole idea of uh, just opening it up for free and putting it out there is like everything's free now so it's like why like you know I put all this stuff out free hoping that people will download it because it's so easy but yeah. then people still don't download it so <laughs> right, if right. there's if you really want it you can give me five bucks for it right and if you you like your music enough you're going to do that anyway you're going to be okay with that right yeah. yeah it's like I and I notice I'm doing that lately like right. if there's like I will download the shit out of something if I can download it for free yeah but if I can't or if it's a local and it's you know or if yeah. it's obscure like I'll go to bang your band camp and spend the five bucks for yeah, it, yeah. Well, like why not yeah sure. totally so do you have anything, uh, I mean, obviously, like you said before, you're, you're going to be out of town for, for a while, but do you have anything coming up between now and then, or are you kind of just... No, I kind of just played. Yeah. And um, that was kind of like, well, I have, um, a couple months ago, me and Pipsky got this um, synonym art consultation uh, residency, okay. where we sat at the tallest poppy and wrote an album. Oh, cool. For, like, over a weekend. Did you record it or just wrote it? Well, we recorded parts of it there. We did. We arranged the beats, and we, we wrote. And we were, we, originally we were planning on writing or recording in the restaurant to make it, you know, make everything... Like an authentic thing from yeah. start to finish? Yeah, but it's just not realistic. You can't really record vocals in a loud diner. So we're like, okay, we'll just write it and get everything together, and then we'll record it another time. Okay. And so we are just putting the final touches on that now. Oh, cool. And the album release party is the first Friday in August. So it's like, because Synonym Synonym Art Consultation always does first Friday parties at the Poppy. And so our release party will be tied up with that. Cool. I won't be here for it, unfortunately, because I'm going to be away. And uh, so Pipskid and... Uh, some of the guests who were featured on the album, like uh, Nestor Windrush, um, Steve from Three Pete, uh, Yai, Gruff, Charlie Feta, they're going to be performing um, and celebrating the release. Cool. And yeah, and I, I might play like a show or two. I've talked about playing a, like a show or two, like, but I don't before I leave. But it's all uh, very up in the air right now. What is that album called? <laughs> Like, oh. is, it, is it a Rob Crooks slash Pipskid album, or do you guys have a name collectively? Or? Oh, no, I think it'll just be Pipskid and Rob Crooks. He gets to go first, because he's, 
he's older than me. Right. <laughs> put in more, put in more time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what the name of the album is. I have no idea. I'm sure Pipskid has a name for it. Is that coming out on Marathon of Dove? Yeah, that'll come out on. Uh, so we'll have. So how it's going to work too is that after the release party, there there will be a jukebox. Okay. At the Tallest Poppy with the album on continuous loop. Oh, that's awesome. So you can go <coughs> and listen to it there. Like, for how long? Is it just going to be there for a while, or is it going to Definitely. Cool. And then, yeah, so it'll be there for a while. There'll be a little listening station set up. And um, so that'll happen, and then we'll give it um, some time, because we kind of want that to be an exclusive thing, and then after a while, we'll probably put it up uh, for... Uh, digital release on Marathon of Dope. Cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap it up in a minute uh, with another song <laughs> pick from you. But before we do that, we'd like to do the whole rundown thing, let people know where they can find our show, let people know where they can find your music if they haven't uh, heard it before. So what's the best thing uh, people do if they want to find out about more about you and find your current releases and things like that? Go to, go, I guess go to my Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Rob Crooks Music. Okay. Or my website, robcrooks.com. And has the links to all the other stuff? And it's got the links. It's got all the sites and the links there. Cool. Okay. And if people want to dig through the archives of this show, like you have co-hosted a lot of them, um, <coughs> kind of dating back to the very beginning and then kind of a few since then. Interspersed. Yeah, a lot of interesting ones about the, the history of local rap, which is cool. Those are... Uh, I've been talking to um, Elliot Walsh, who I've done some of those with, yeah. about doing another one. But cool. We won't say what it is yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to you after. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, I mean, I definitely encourage people to check those out, though. I mean, you can... I actually have it set up now, so you can... Uh, there's a page where you can check each of the co-hosts who's been on the show by name, and it lists every episode they've been on. Oh, cool. So you can check your... You have the... Uh, you're, you're sitting at number three for third most episodes, appearances. Oh, nice. So... That's, that's an honor. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've got like five people who've done it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But no, so yeah, you're there. You can people can dig through that and find your stuff. There's also some of your, your really old music on there. If people want to check that out too. And uh, all of our stuff's at witchblues.com. Uh, you can click on podcasts to get all 190 or so there for free download and streaming. And uh, you can also listen on UMFM Sunday nights at midnight. Our time slot is a little different than it used to be, and uh, we're in a prime time for listening to college radio. Midnight and Sundays. You know, meth addicts and people who work watching. Radars and missiles or yeah. something. And those are, those are this cool. I like that. I like that. Time I listen to radio Sunday nights. Yeah. Midnight. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so, yeah, tune in 101.5 UMFM or UMFM.com. And you can find us online, social media. Basically, type in Witch Police, you're going to find it all. Witch Police on uh, Witch Police Radio on Facebook, Witch Police FM on Twitter, all that kind of stuff. And we have a big show coming up uh, that we want to plug on August 29th. Uh, it's the second big mix up. Uh, the first one was a, a lot of fun. And we're doing it again with a completely different band. Uh, the premise of the show is that we have about 15 or so local musicians, all different genres, and they get their names pulled out of a hat, go on stage in randomly organized bands, and they have to play songs based on audience suggestions. So the crowd yells out uh, a theme and a genre of music, and the band has a couple minutes to huddle, and then they have to perform. And these are mostly people who've never played together, too, which is kind of cool. So last time we had like themes and genres, like we had a, uh, a swing song about necrophilia. There's a punk song about sharks, uh, Disco Banana. Disco Banana. And so, yeah, it's kind of it's cool because it takes people totally out of their comfort zone, you know, because you could have, like, a folk singer with a metal guy with a, you know, whatever, like, yeah, so. Yeah. August 29th, Park Theatre. Please, please come. Two days before my 35th birthday. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. So if you want to wish uh, Ryan a happy birthday, you should... Uh, it's August 29th? August 29th, yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
check that out. Cool. Check out our show and check out Rob's stuff. And what's the last drowsy song you want to pick? So I'm going to play um, this song um, by Yoni and Getty. Uh, Yoni and Getty are Yoni Wolf, who are who is the brains and the voice behind Why. Okay. And Getty is Serengeti, the this rapper from Chicago. Okay. I think you've played <coughs> both of those on the show before. Probably. I'm fans of theirs. And yeah. uh, they've been collaborating for a while, but this is their first like official album together. Cool, cool. And uh, I really like it. I'm going to play the song Frank, which is um, basically a song about uh, cross-dressing. Cool. All right, let's check it out. Thanks for having us. F is for my buddy Frank. You was for going up. B is for bandana. You was for umbrella. Met a woman named Ella. She used to be a fella. We were on sassafras. Yeah. She knew how to set bones and suck out venom. Cut the bite like an ex. The wound healed up fresh. I look gruff on the lamb. I shaved. Shaved off the stash and told her my name's Gabe. Tell him my name's Blade Shaved off the stash and tell him my name's Wade A little mascara, look like a total babe Yeah, tell him my name's Paige F is for my buddy Frank, you was for going up B is for bandana, you was for umbrella Met a woman named Ella, she used to be a fella We were on sassafras, she was my Cinderella To the US, British and being blue, missing scrap letter G, watch pocket bow key, then spell Gnostic, the place went bananas, the whole place is loaded. Here's how it unfolded, hold it, you stole it. Quicker than you can say hike. The Steves in the temple tonight. The Steves on this airplane flight. The Steves with G's and the sleeves on this flight. F is for my buddy Frank, you was for going up, B is for bandana, you was for umbrella, met a woman. Ella, she used to be a fella We were on sassafras, she was my Cinderella Ella. Frank, you was for coming up. B is for bandana. You was for umbrella. Met a woman named Ella. She used to be a fella. We were on sassafras. She was my Cinderella. Ella. Metal.